Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. there, I'm Monica Reinagle, the Nutrition Diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. If you're trying to manage your weight, chances are that you've spent a fair amount of time thinking about hunger. How can you eat less without feeling hungry? Is there any way to control your appetite? How do people who weigh less do it? Do they simply not experience hunger? Or are they maybe just hungry all the time? And how can you distinguish between true hunger and the urge to eat? As someone who coaches people on sustainable weight loss, these are questions that I've spent a lot of time thinking and writing about as well. And today, I want to tell you about the three different ways that our bodies register or experience hunger. I think you're going to find this fascinating. And now let's dig into today's, wait, what's that? Why, it's someone calling the Nutrition Diva listener line. <laughs> let's see who it is. Hello. Hi, Monica. This is Shelly from San Diego from your first class of the Wayless program. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciated your recent episode on calories. I thought I knew a lot about the subject, but I learned new things and also appreciated the reminder of some of the tips for how to approach weight loss smartly and sanely. So have a wonderful day and keep on podcasting. It's one of the highlights of my week. Take care. Bye. It's great to hear from you again, Shelly. I'm so glad that you found that episode helpful. And thanks for taking the time to let me know. Now, if you missed the episode that Shelly's talking about, I was talking about the hazards of relying too heavily on calorie counters and calculators. I pointed out that we probably also can't rely entirely on our hunger or our satiety signals to tell us when we need to eat and when we've had enough. And I bet that might have been what it was that triggered this question from a listener. Hi, Monica. I was wondering what you think about intuitive eating and what the research says about it. Thanks for considering my question. Bye. Intuitive eating is a very popular concept these days, and people throw this term around pretty loosely. It's hard to know sometimes exactly what they mean by it. For some people, it just means not following rigid diet rules, and I'm all for that. But if you're having trouble managing your weight, that approach alone may not be enough to solve the problem. I talked more about the strengths and weaknesses of intuitive eating as an approach to weight loss in episode number 397. Now, on a closely related topic, Cheryl from Massachusetts emailed this week to ask, even when I eat a good-sized meal with adequate amounts of protein, fat, and fiber, I can feel hunger after just an hour or two. 
And sometimes when I'm experiencing digestive upset, it feels to me like hunger. Do other people have a hard time distinguishing between digestive activity and hunger pains? You bet they do, Cheryl. And in addition to all the environmental, emotional, and social cues that can fake us out, there are a number of digestive disorders, everything from acid indigestion to irritable bowel syndrome, that can cause false hunger or, conversely, mask hunger symptoms. I have some more tips on how to tell if you're really hungry in episode number 387. Which brings me to some fascinating research that my sister Pam, who is a neurobiologist, recently forwarded to me. And I'll be back with that right after we take a moment to thank our sponsors. Researchers Scott Sternson and Anne Catherine Eiselt of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute in Chevy Chase, Maryland, recently published a paper in the Annual Review of Physiology. It was called Three Pillars for the Neural Control of Appetite. Now, Sternson and Eiselt describe three neurological mechanisms that control your appetite. The first one is triggered by low blood sugar. When our blood sugar levels get too low, we start to experience very unpleasant sensations, and those increase in intensity until we get something to eat. Well, actually, it turns out that those unpleasant sensations caused by low blood sugar will start to diminish as soon as we know we have access to food, even before we've consumed it. Isn't that interesting? The second neural pathway is triggered by the proprioceptors in our stomachs that tell us that our stomach is full. As our stomach stretches, we start to feel less and less comfortable, and that decreases our desire to eat. Now, the third appetite control mechanism is triggered by our senses. The sight, smell, and taste of palatable foods arouses pleasurable sensations that entice us to eat. Now, we have talked about all of these concepts here on the Nutrition Diva podcast before, but Sternson and Eiselt have shown that these three mechanisms are governed by completely different neural pathways. They are, to some extent, redundant systems. But here's what I found really interesting about their work. The first two levers of appetite, low blood sugar, which increases the urge to eat, and a stretched stomach, which decreases the desire to eat, are what Sternson and Eiselt refer to as aversive signals. In both cases, our behavior to eat or to stop eating is triggered by the desire to relieve an unpleasant sensation. But the third lever, the presence of appealing food, is exactly the opposite. In this case, our response is governed by the desire to experience more of a pleasurable stimulus. These first two levers of appetite seem purely functional. When an animal needs food, the pain of hunger drives it to seek nourishment. And the discomfort of an overly full stomach prevents the animal from overfeeding to the point of physical harm. The third lever, however, is more hedonistic. In this case, the drive to eat is governed not by the physical need for food, but by the availability of pleasure-producing foods. So what's the function of that? Well, perhaps in a time of food scarcity, this may have served to motivate animals to take advantage of occasional nutrient or energy windfalls. But in an era where we're surrounded by an excessive amount of calories, many of which have been literally engineered to trigger our pleasure centers, our innate drive to consume tasty food is literally killing many of us. 
But this insight can also help us take control. Knowing that the presence of palatable food is likely to provoke a strong desire to eat or to keep eating completely apart from our biological need for food underlines the limits of intuitive eating and also shows it just how important it is to control our food environment rather than rely entirely on willpower. I have three practical tips for the willpower challenged in episode number 266. And briefly, they are this. Number one, engineer your environment to remove temptation. Number two, use positive redirection. And number three, keep it simple. You'll find links to all of those previous episodes that I've been mentioning, along with a complete transcript of today's show at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you've got a question or a comment for me, you can call the Nutrition Diva listener line at 443-961-6206. I'd love to hear from you. Our show today was edited by Beata Suntora, produced by Nathan Sems, with massive support from Morgan Ratner, Michelle Margulis, Emily Miller, and under the inspired and inspiring leadership of Kathy Doyle. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week and eat something good for me. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 